Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Gap Down Backer podcast. Um, today, we, we have another special guest from my alma mater, uh, Coach Izzy, uh, the quarterback's coach at Ohio University. Coach, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Today's, uh, we were mentioning a little bit, today's a big day. My, my daughter's uh, last birthday before her teenage years, which I think she thinks she's already a teenager, but... <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, and then heading into a, a long weekend and, and then recruiting on the other end of it. So got a lot going on. Yeah. yeah. And that, and this is an interesting time of year per se, cause I mean, you guys have been pretty much told you can't really recruit for the most part. You can to a point you can send messages and whatever, but like, you can't go like on campus. Recruiting is essentially non-existent. Off-campus was has been non-existent. How has that transition or gearing back up to recruiting been, that process? Well, it's um, it, it has definitely been an interesting um, last how, however many 14, 16 months um, just from doing everything virtually, which at the quarterback position and in all positions, all, all, all positions want to see their, uh, the guys they're recruiting or evaluating in person. There's no doubt, but there is something at quarterback, um, to seeing the ball come out of a young man's hands and, 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 uh, and just seeing them throw in person. Um, and, and we really haven't been able to do that now <laughs> since last January. Yeah. Um, so, you know, really what the NCAA did is they just decided that uh, starting June 1, we go back to our normal recruiting calendar. So in a typical year in, in mid-April through May, we are allowed to go visit high schools. Um, and and uh, it's an evaluation period for us. We're not allowed to have contact with, excuse me, any of the student athletes, but we're allowed to get academic information to, to watch them maybe work out, you know, here in Ohio, there isn't spring ball, uh, but you may go to a baseball game or to a track workout or, you know, a, a lifting session or whatever. Um, you know, and for me, a lot of times quarterbacks throw after school or before school or, or whatever, and, and you get to see them. Um, we're, we haven't been able to do that, but now June is typically a camp season for us. Yeah. So that's when, um, you know, there's been some different regulations with that can only be on an NCAA campus. Um, but, uh, so yeah, we get, we get 10 camp days. Uh, so we're allowed to have a coach out for 10 days through the month of June and the last week of July. Um, and so if one coach is out, that counts as one of your camp days. So, you know, you got to try and manipulate the schedule so that <laughs> you know, all 10 or 11 coaches are out Yeah. Uh, each one of those 10 days to maximize your evaluations. But uh, when you do that, that requires you to kind of kind of go all over the country. Um, yeah. Be a lot of flights and a lot of long drives and, and uh, some short stays in some hotels all around the Midwest and down in the South and, uh, but just trying to get, get, you know, for me in particular, my eyes on as many uh, quarterbacks as I can. And, uh, um, 
yeah, it's it's exciting. You know, it'll be nice to be able to watch whatever TV show I stick and want to watch, uh, as opposed <laughs> to at home for the last 16, 18 months or whatever. But um, you know, to to, to get out and and uh, get on the road and see see some some high school coaches, some college coaches that typically you get to kind of network with throughout the month of, of, of April and May. And, and uh, yeah, so it's exciting. Now, before we get to what we're going to talk about today, how was working with quarterbacks during COVID for you? Because you had to, I mean, everybody, I mean, we all had our Zoom or Google Meets or what, whatever system you use to talk to your kids. But um, quarterbacks are always a little interesting in terms of their, I mean, special teams are usually in their own little world, just doing their drills separately, unless they're on like field goal PAT as a holder. How was the, the preparation this past year, for you, especially on a shortened season for your quarterbacks, given that shortened amount of time? Um, you know, it was, it was interesting because, um, you know, we had uh, Curtis Rourke, who, uh, you know, was looking to replace or at least <laughs> uh, be the quarterback after his brother. Tough to replace uh, Nathan Rourke around here. But, um, you know, but Curtis had been in the system, uh, came in mid-year, um, you know, so had been around for, for a little bit. So I had some awareness. And then we had a transfer, Armani Rogers, who, like you said, came in and we were going through all kinds of, of, of uh, schedule things that made things hard to, to get together. Um, and, and here he didn't know what we called inside zone to the right or, you know, or, or anything. Didn't know what we called a formation. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, and then had a, a freshman, C.J. Harris and, and Caden Beeler. But, um, you know, I, I think, what it forced you to do is to embrace technology, whether you were someone that, that typically did that or not. Um, you know, uh, um, filming meetings, you know, I've got my, my little, my tripod here, you know, <laughs> that, that, uh, that, that became a big friend of mine. Cause I'd stick my, my phone in there and video my screen and, and, and conduct meetings that way and, and uh, send it to them and they could watch it whenever they wanted. And, and um, you know, the, 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 that became a way of, you know, like I said, embracing some things technology-wise that I think will last. I think that that is going to be a way um, from here on out that, that you will try and, and educate your kids yeah. on, on certain aspects of the game, whether it be the X's and O's or, you know, game management that we may talk a little bit about today, but, uh, you know, becoming maybe a little bit better with, with PowerPoint or, or, or Visio or whatever, you know, platform you want to use, um, to, 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 you know, where maybe you're a grease board guy, but it was really hard to just get up on a grease board yeah. when everything was virtual. Um, so you had to become more organized with that. And there are certainly things that, um, you know, uh, a platform that I, I used called Anki, which is, is spatial learning. It's basically flashcards, things that, that like that, that all of a sudden you had time to kind of research and evaluate and, and, and implement into to the learning of the, of the players 
um, just like teachers all over America had to do, no matter whether it was elementary school, high school, college, you know, here at Ohio U, you know, with so much re remote learning. Uh, the very first coach I ever coached for said, you know, hey, you're not a coach, you're a teacher. Yeah. You just happen to be teaching football. And, um, you know, so some of those days where typically you'd be out on the road recruiting and, and instead I was sitting in here watching YouTube videos on the best <laughs> way to import, to, to use PowerPoint presentations and transition slides and animation and all that stuff uh, just to try and become a better a better coach or, or to, to be a better teacher. Now, now, I mean, when we, we've talked several times over the past several weeks and, um, we were going to talk game situations today and I, like you showed me some of your stuff and I think, I think what you've put together is very interesting and very detailed on kind of, um, how do I want more of this, um, just general game situations that quarterbacks need to be aware of that some of them you don't even think of. Um, do you want to kind of share and kind of go over that and kind of, Let's look at your presentation. Yeah, so, you know, I I, I think, again, like I said, at this time, you, you end up kind of stepping back and, and, and um, you know, with having a, a, a super senior on our team that has been through two or three, you know, different coordinators in his time to, to Curtis Rourke, who has been here, um, you know, with me the whole time, you kind of, okay, let's step back and get back to some of the basics. Um, and uh, I, I tip of the hat to Coach Rudolph, our offensive line coach, who I know you've had on before, who is exceptional at PowerPoint and, and, and just kind of presenting things that, that, you know, some of the basics or some of the fundamentals of, of, of O-line play. And I kind of grabbed some things from him, my old, College coach Mike Emmendorfer up at Wisconsin Platteville is is amazing with with PowerPoint and and, and some of that stuff. So I, I um I, I took that and and I'll be honest with you, my 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 ten year old son is is in baseball and because of this recruiting schedule being what it is, I've been able to kind of coach him a little bit. It's amazing. You step back and. At that level, you teach them, hey, with two strikes, you can run on anything. Yeah. You know, the ball's in the air. You got to tag up. And and, and, and ten, they don't know. You know, so you're starting off at the bare bones, but those are the things that they need to learn to be a better baseball player. And I you know, you kind of think, well, you know, what am I not doing a good job of teaching that may come back to haunt me at a really crucial time in the season? So I kind of, hey, these are the things that seem very, very fundamental, but I think you can't stress enough. Yeah. Um, so the first thing we talked about is pre-snap and, and, and how to, to execute before you even snap the ball. Um, so the first thing that we, we, you know, talked about is basically you got to know the scoreboard. You know, and, and, and quite simply, it's if you look at any scoreboard, whether it's high school or NFL, you know, they're going to have the game clock. And, and you say, okay, well, know the game clock. Well, what's important about the game clock is as it relates to everything that, you know, in particular the quarterback has to do is, hey, there's going to be a maybe a different thought process on, you know, on, 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 you know, a hitch fade read in the first half or the second half, 
Um, is it an end of the half situation? Um, and we will, you know, talk about there's a big difference between end of the half, first half, and end of the half, second half. Yes. Um, you know, fourth down at the end of the first half, that's not a do or die situation. Fourth down at the end of the game, that's a do or die situation. Completely different mindset to possibly the same play. Yeah. Um, you know, for us, four minute situation um, is is end of the end of the game where we have the lead. Um, you know, if you call a pass in that situation. Uh, man, you really got to be sure it's going to be a completion because you want the clock to keep running. Um, and then how many timeouts do we have? So all those are things that just uh, you got to talk about. You know, at this time of the year, this is the time to, to go over that kind of stuff. Um, you know, what's the score? Hey, if it's early in the game, the score may or may probably doesn't mean a whole lot. You get later in the game, you better know what the score is. Um yeah. Is if it's a close game, you're probably able to stay within whatever your base offense is, whether it's wing T or, you know, empty no huddle. Um, if if you know you got a big lead, um, you know, checking it down or or on a pass play or or you know maybe being a little bit more conservative, um, you know, and then there's also an aspect of hey, go hard play action, throw it over their head. Um, but you certainly don't want to risk a turnover. End of the game, you might need to sneak it, you know, try and sneak it in between a couple defenders. Um, <laughs> so again, these are all things I haven't even talked about the purpose of a play. Yeah. All I'm talking about is how the game clock and the score relates to how you have to attack that play. You know, and, and in the seven on seven world where everybody's traveling around and doing these seven on sevens, you know, yeah, you're running the play, but you know, how, how does all this stuff affect uh, what your thought process is? Obviously, the down and distance, and I've got a whole other sheet. If we got time, we'll get to it. Um, but my thought process on first and 10 or third and three are going to be greatly different. Yeah. Um, field position, where I'm at on the field. Uh, in, in the low red zone, my thoughts are going to be different than if I'm coming out or if I'm in the middle of the field. Um you know, for us, play clock, not to get into that too much, but, you know, hey, I got to be aware at the college level, obviously we have a, some sort of display. You know, in high school, a lot of times it's that that, that back official that's raising his hands. Got to be aware of that guy. Don't yeah. want to get a bad penalty. Um, you know, and so that's, those are, there's 10 things. There's five of them, and those are just really the game clock. Yeah. The next thing is, Okay, for us, what's the snap count on? You know, we call that tempo. But what are, are, are we on one or are we on two? You got to know that. Um, you know, what, what formation or motions do we have? Um, you know, if, if you've got a veteran quarterback, you probably want him to make sure everybody's lined up in the right formation. If you got, if you got to walk a freshman out there, hey, just get lined up behind the center, <laughs> you know. But um, if you're a motion or a shift team, you got to know that. Um, you know, what is the play? In, in, in general, I want the quarterbacks to know, hey, are we taking a shot here? Is this an explosive play or is this an efficient play? Um, is, you know, whether it's zone read or, you know, we, we have certainly plays where, you know, they're designed, you know, a reverse is kind of an explosive play. 
Yes. You know, you you know, you, you'll take five yards, but man, you're hoping for fifty-five. Yards. <laughs> um, you know, if you call post in and over, that's an explosive play. I, you're you're calling that with the hope of getting a big play. You want your quarterback to check it down and take five yards if it's there too. But if I call all hitches. It's not really an explosive play. That's a good, efficient play. Yeah. Um, and then identifying the defense, and, and you know, we we may or may not get into that this time, but later, you know, for us, we we start out at what what the box is. So basically, the the the, the offensive line to about four to five yards deep into the defense. That's the box. Um, and you know, how many bad guys are in the box? Then we'll identify overhangs. So anyone just outside the box at the secondary at the, the secondary level, and then um, then the safeties in the corners. Um, so yeah, I'm going to look at that, and I'm going to see different things. And again, if we get are able to get into it today, great. But you know, are the corners playing inside looking at the DB? That means it's probably man. Are they outside looking at the quarterback? That means it's probably zone. But I'm I'm just looking at that. And then the next thing is, okay, I'm putting all, I, I talk about um, the defense and it's a bad analogy because I don't play chess, but I say it's a chessboard, <laughs> all right? Or, or there are pieces of the puzzle. So I want to look at all the different, you know, pieces of the chessboard. Now that I know where all those pieces are, now I'm going to analyze them and do my best to anticipate what defense I'm going to be getting. All right. If I get a, a safety o- directly over top of a uh, of a linebacker, I see that. Now, what does that mean? Well, that means that the li- there's a good chance the linebacker is going to blitz. Um, you know, uh, do I have a matchup? You know, the higher the level that you go, I mean, you get to the NFL. Um, you know, I, I, whether you like him or hate him, you got. I think you got to respect them, Tom Brady. I, you know, yeah. that's the best, certainly, of this generation. And then um, actually a couple generations he's been playing a long time. But, um, you know, there's times he'll we'll, we'll watch certain plays that the Patriots ran, and it's the same defense, it's the same, you know, but he throws it to a completely different guy, and that's because of the matchup. Yeah. You know, he's got Edelman on a guy that they want to pick on, or he's got Gronk on a guy that they want to pick on going back a few years. But um so so matchups so these are all things we haven't even snapped the ball yet and they all affect where how the quarterback is going to execute a play obviously in particular a pass play but you know the zone read or the rpo game hey if you got a matchup on an rpo i'm going to lean on probably pulling it and throwing you know so um I, I don't think that you can spend enough time on some of this stuff, especially at this time of the year. Um, whether you got an older quarterback or, 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 or a younger quarterback, that, that all of this stuff is important. And once you get into the season, you don't really have a lot of time to talk about some of this. So, um, so then, then, any questions on any of that? That that was kind of. Um, I mean, the the main thing is how how much do you think some of that gets altered based off of scheme, in in, in your opinion? Because like, like you mentioned, wing tier earlier, empty spread. 
teams that heavily RPO, teams that don't RPO. How much do you think some of this may, I mean, inside zone versus power, How especially the identifying the defense, could that, may that be more complicated or simpler for um, certain teams than, say, maybe you? Sure. I, I think, um, you know, I, especially the scoreboard part, though, you know, if I'm if I'm a a a, a, a veer option game, yeah, okay, and it's end of the game and we have a two touchdown lead, I'm probably going to be heavier on giving it to the fullback. If yeah. if you know that situation, you know the, we talk about the gray area, you know whether it's a zone read or slant flat. What's the gray? Where do you want to go with the ball? Or what do you want to do if it's the gray area? Like he's dead in between, you know, well, if, if, you know, you're an ath- really athletic quarterback and you got a really athletic pitch, uh, you know, option, the gray area through the course of the game might be to pull it off of yeah. the zone, you know, the triple option and, and, and go, well, now end of the game, we got the lead, man. I don't want to risk the pitch. Let's be a little heavier on giving it. Yeah. If it's third and one, I'm probably going to be heavier on giving it. You know, so there. I think there are certainly the style of offense that you play is is going to be uh, different things to different quarterbacks. Yeah. But I, I think that all of these, excuse me, in particular you know, the, the scoreboard phase of what I talked about is going to be important uh, for any offense. Uh, you know, again, you get into the, like you said, the wing T stuff. Um, uh-oh, Coach Rudolph. Is- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that in, too. I didn't get he left it in. Uh, um, you know, certainly, you know, you get into some of this, we're, we're more of a multi-spread yeah. team. Uh, when, when you get into, you know, how, how you break down a defense, yeah, there's certainly going to be differences there. But, you know, um, ultimately, the more experienced you get, the higher level you get, you better know more of the chessboard than, than what you did in grade school. I agree. Um, so next thing, and, and this is, again, geared – mostly to the quarterback and talk about where we are on the field and, and everybody seems to break it down differently as to what yard lines those are and, and what fancy names you use for them or, or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, for us, um, you know, Hey, coming out. So the ball's inside the tent. Okay. Um, you know, there, there's, a couple schools of thought there, all right, and and uh, you know called plays there for for Coach Fincham there at Wittenberg for six years, and I uh, there was one game we set a record uh, for longest touchdown pass and longest touchdown run in school history in the same game. Yeah. I'm sure that's been broken since then, but uh, you know we were I think they both were like 94 yards, so we okay. were backed up. And, Man, let's go. Let's set the school record, right? Let, let's get the ball on the one-yard line. There's a little part of you, man, let's set the record that's never going to be broke. Let's take a shot. 
And then there's a little of you that's like, oh man, I don't want to get a safety or fumble in the end zone. I don't want to screw it up. Um, and I think there's a time and a place for each one. Yeah. Um, certainly you can be more aggressive or more conservative and just try and get the first down. At a very bare minimum, we want to get at least for us to the five yard line because that allows our punter to be at his normal depth. Okay. Um, you know, if you're a special teams coach and, and, and the ball's on the two yard line, that's bad deal, yeah. you know, on fourth down. So you want to make sure that we've got enough uh, to get, to get uh, a normal alignment for a punt. Um, then, then, Hey, let's at least get one first down. Cause now you get it out to the 15, you got a good punter. You got a chance to at least get them on, on their side of the 50 um, possibly where you're not just giving them points. Yeah. Um, and then, um, it's a great time if you have a hard cadence, uh, probably the most famous one of those that I can think of is the end of the, uh, Seahawks and Patriots Super Bowl, where they picked off the pass and were on the one yard line. Everybody remembers that play, but the play that, Tom Brady had to run out there for they're on the one foot line and they were able to get the Seahawks to jump off sides. And that is a huge five yards. Yeah. You know, and if you're, you know, left tackle jumps off sides, it's a half the distance penalty. It's not a big deal. So, you know, the, the reward is way greater than the risk. So if you've got a hard count, you know, and practice it. Get your guys to know, hey, we're, if we're coming out, we're going to go on a hard count. So yeah. be ready for it. Um, and then lastly, you got to understand the defense is going to be thinking, hey, we might be a little more aggressive here. Try and get the safety. Try and get the strip sack. Yeah. Score a touchdown. But you also got to be aware that there aren't many offenses that can execute for 95, 98 yards. Yeah. So make them do that. I agree. Really, the ones that it's usually like a pop. If it's either you punt or it's that pop at that ninety-four yard play, like you said, it's it's an interesting. That's an interesting area of the field. Like some people will get a couple first downs, punt, or or maybe drive down the field. But a lot of times you see it. It's get a couple yards, punt, or here it comes pop a big play because the defense is overly aggressive. So it's a, it's an interesting area of the field and. As a former special teams coordinator, I will say it sucks punting from your own too. <laughs> uh, you, you know, you're really almost, and a lot of times you get down there, you know, it might be after the defense made a goal line stand. Yeah. So, man, you got momentum on your side. And the last thing you want to do is give that offense the ball again on like the 35-yard line going in. Um, you know, it's, it's a field position battle. So there, there's a lot of hidden yards right there to take a, a buzzword that people like to throw out at clinics, you know, hidden, <laughs> hidden yards. If I'm on the six yard line, as uh, there, there, there's potentially a lot of hidden yards there than if I'm on the, the two, because the punter can take his normal steps and all that stuff. Yeah, I agree. Um, the next thing, and, and I, don't, I hope this is politically correct enough, but you know, the old, bombs over Baghdad, you kind of get into that scoring zone. So now we're, you know, base offense. Um, you know, once you get out past the coming out 
you know, all, all the way to the other 30. But then once we get to the 30, to that high red zone, as we term it, it gets so much more difficult to score once you get across into, into that, you know, 15, 10, five yard line. Um, that, that the best way to score in the red zone is to score before you get to the red zone. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, where you're still able to run some double moves. You're still able to run some trick plays. You know, uh, you get down inside the 30, some of those double moves, they get a little tight. You know, yeah. if you run a stop and go, you got to get it thrown pretty early or they're going to run out of the back of the end zone or, you know, reverse passes or whatever. So, our guys know once we get to that scoring zone that we, we need to, we're, we're going to try and take some shots um, there. Um, but also you got to be aware of what the defense is, is going to try and do. A lot of times they're going to be a little more aggressive too. Yeah. Um, you know, so again, kind of, kind of, as it says there, um, I, I certainly want to do everything that I can to avoid a negative play because once we get to that part of the field for us, usually across the 40, but definitely into the 30, it's four down territory. Yeah. I don't care how good your kicker is. Um, you know, the ball's on the 30, that's 40, 47 yarder. If it's fourth and three, we're probably going to go for it. Yeah. Um, so I think you've got to spend time in your practices. And I know it gets hard because, you know, most high schools and, and even colleges, you've got one field, you got your offense, you got your defense and all out there on the same field. And it's, it's really easy to just put the ball on the 30 and not think of the field. Yeah. You know, and, and at some point you got to say, Hey, we're on the 30 yard line quarterback. You cannot take a sack. All right. We cannot have a negative play. You also got to understand if it's third and say seven or eight, we might call all hitch. Well, coach, why'd you call that? Because we're trying to get the fourth and short. Yeah. And if you don't tell your quarterback that, he's going to look at you on fourth and eight. Coach, you called hitch on fourth and eight. I, I don't like, we can't get the first down. Exactly. Because we're going to go for it on fourth down. And again, that goes back to knowing where you are on the field, knowing the scoreboard, knowing the field position, but then also knowing you know, being on the same page with the head coach or the offensive coordinator and the quarterback so that he knows what you're thinking when you call kind of a weird play in that situation. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and then again, what's the defense going to do? They're, they may be a little bit more aggressive in that part of the field. Maybe cover zero pops up there um, because they want to knock you out of field goal range. They know that you're going to have four down territory. Um you know, then you get in, you know, people call it the red zone or the green zone or the go <laughs> zone or whatever zone it is. You know, I guess I'm old school, still call it the red zone. Uh, we divide it up a little bit into the high red zone and the low red zone. Yeah. High red zone is, is kind of that eight yard line. And the reason we do that is most defenses, when you're on the nine or 10, they don't get into their different coverage schemes until you get to that yard line. So some are outside that and, and, and you got to do a good job in your, your breakdown uh, of, of breaking down defenses. But, you know, from the 18, some of, you know, those double moves probably aren't going to work anymore. Yeah. But, you know, or some of those deep shots, the post and the over, 
you just don't have enough room. So you got to have some things. How do I score from the 18? All right, 17, 16, you know, like for us, some of our routes change when we get inside the 20 yard line. If, if, if we call a corner out, we like to go to 26 yards out of bounds if we're out in the normal field. Once we get inside to the high red zone, they go to the back pylon. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, usually the defense is going to add a guy to the box. So then for us, especially in our offense, if we've got an athletic quarterback, uh, we're going to add him to the run game because now it gives the offense an extra hat in the box. Um, play action obviously becomes huge. Um, but you can still run some base offense and defensive plays. Now, uh, th- go ahead. Sorry. Does now, and we've talked a little bit about this before. Th- th- does uh, getting a first down at the nine and a half yard line cha- affect anything? <laughs> thing there. It happens every game for us. <laughs> every game, we to. never get the ball first and goal on the four. It's always first and goal on the nine and seven eight yard line. Uh, where you can't get a first down. Now, I'm sure everybody in the country jokes about that. It just seems like it happens to us all the time. But, um, yeah, you know, that that's certainly a difficult spot. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think no matter how well you throw the ball or, or whatever, I, you know, we've been very, very fortunate. We're one of, over the last four years, we've been one of the best teams in the country in the red zone. And I think it's for us, a little commercial for OU is, you know, we, we want athletic quarterbacks uh, because then it allows you to still run the ball down. Yeah. And uh, it, it the windows just get unbelievably tight down there. Um, your quarterback really has to do a great job of anticipating. And, um, but if you, if you can run the ball, um, I, I think you're going to be better off down there. Yeah. Um, whether it's first and goal on the nine and a half or first and goal on the four. Um, so speaking of that, you know, once you get inside the eight, we call that the low red zone. Um, now, like I said, there's usually a lot of defenses, especially at our level, there'll be some sort of goal line zone or a, a definite change in how they're playing, in particular passing down. Um, so now you have to tailor your plays and your pass schemes to maybe some of those defenses. Um, and then, you know, again, QB run and, and, and QB, uh, you know, play action in general. I don't, uh, I don't think that's talked about how much defense they're essentially like, cause I, I, I didn't even think about it till I think was it this off season, off season four for our state clinic. I, th- I think it was our state clinic. Somebody spoke on like goal, goal line defense. And they talked about. I've heard like one or two times people talk about coverage and how coverage is completely different about the, down there, and nobody ever talks about it for some reason. But it is true, like how you do coverage and matchups and who takes who is a very interesting. It's like a, it's like a weird matchup zone that nobody really talks about, and that's <laughs> it, 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 it. I mean, if you don't know how to attack it, it, it becomes complicated. No question. Yeah, there's and, and there are some defenses that don't they, they stay with who they are down there and, and you know, like I said, add a hat to the box, whether you know, one of the deep coverage guys gets down into the box a little bit more. But especially on those passing situations, third and goal on the six or or whatever, 
for us, we are going to see something that, you know, we, we, we identify as a goal line defense. It's not something you see out in the middle of the field um, for obvious reasons. They have a lot less yards to cover. Um, yeah. Excuse me. Um, so I think that you've got to spend, again, time at this time of the year being, you know, the end of May, early June, educating your guys and repping those plays because hey it's time to put points on the board and and third and six out in the middle of the field is extremely important but third and six on the six is is a doer you know is is you know are you going to score seven or are you going to score three or are you going to score none and those are huge plays so i think spending time throughout the year is is important on those and understanding the situation. Um, and then for us, once we get inside the three, that becomes a goal line area. Um, a lot of times you got to find ways to protect your edges, whether it's bringing an extra tight end in or motion or a receiver in, um, just because you're going to get a lot more, um, you know, bonsai defense or, hey, they're bringing everybody and, and, uh, uh, it gets a lot more difficult um, if you don't have an extra gap on the backside or an extra gap on the front side some way, somehow. Um, you know, and, and, and again, low red zone generally all the way through the goal line, but um, from a passing game standpoint, a lot of times you're going to have a one-on-one matchup. Uh, so whether it be a fade or whether it be, a, you know, some sort of slam or option route that you want to run down there. Um, and then again, how can you equate hats? How can you get yeah. uh, an extra hat for the offense? And usually that's quarterback run game and play action. Um, so that's um, uh, a big part of our, our thoughts uh, as far as field position goes. And I'll, I'll let you kind of direct me. We can talk about how the quarterback looks at the defense, which I don't know, you know, how, how specific you want me to get there, or I can get into our thoughts in general on down and distance, just like I did on field position. Let's let's do thoughts on down and distance. So now down and distance, um, and, and, you know, some of this may seem a little tedious, but I, I, again, I think that the more that you can spend time in the off season on things like this, where, you know, it's easy to go, ah, there's nothing to really talk about at this time of the year. I think this stuff is, is these general things um, are, are really important. So for us, um, we talked about a little bit in the opening about how technology has changed. This is a video that I would do with my guys where I'll make, you know, film myself saying really what I'm about to say and send it to the guys and say, Hey, there might be a quiz on this later. Um, but these are things that you need, you need to listen to this. You know, you're, you're, you're sitting in your dorm room, nothing to do. Listen to it again, you know, so that they always have it on their phone. Um, and, and that they, you know, there, there might be something in here that, wins you a football game um so first and ten um 
you know, we do, there, there, there's certainly, you have a very large playbook for most teams yeah. on first and 10. Um, you know, your base run game, I think the biggest thing that you want to do is try and stay on schedule. Um, over the last four years, I think we're third or we're, we're in the top 10, I know, in the nation in first down efficiency. Yeah. And that if you're able to stay on schedule, man, oh, man, is life a lot easier. Um, and and I, I also think, uh, you know, there's certainly big chunk play opportunities on first and 10. Um, but, you know, base run game, want to avoid negative plays. Second and 12 is gets to be a little tough yeah. over the course of a game. I don't care. You know, certainly if you're a wing team, Run, 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 run. Team second and 12 is borderline disaster. But second and 12, if you're a throw at every down team, it isn't a lot of fun either. Um, quick passing game. Again, can I get it to second meeting? Yeah. Um, high completion percentage plays. Play action if you are more of a run team. Um, I think you got to spend time that, you know, with your quarterback, that it's not the end of the world if it's second and ten, uh, but we want to avoid sacks, so we avoid second and sixteen. And then, you know, this—it's not a bad time to go trick play. Um, I think everybody, um, you know, tendencies and self scout all that, but sometimes it's good to have a tendency. Hey, they run the ball eighty percent of the time on first down. Yeah. Hey, great. And those 20%, those are going to be chunk plays, <laughs> you know, because they're overplaying the run. Yeah. Uh, or, or if, you know, you're an outside zone or, or stretch team. Again, my time there at, at Wittenberg, we were a toss sweep team. And, and hey, here comes toss sweep, here comes toss sweep. And all of a sudden, the reverse off of that was a huge play on yeah. first down. Um. Quarterback, I want him to understand we should never have, you know, you never want a turnover, but hey, they're going to happen. But man, on first down, I quit. It's it, first down is like being having a 2 0 or a 3 1 count in baseball. Man, I never want to swing at a really bad pitch on 2 0. Yeah. You know, I'm in the advantage. I got the lead. I'm in a really good spot. So, you know, a 3 0 count, I never want to pop up to the pitcher which is the equivalent of turning it over on first down. Um, do our best to uh, eliminate negative plays, no sacks, uh, take advantage of the big play opportunity. You know, I, I've been in part of game plans. Hey, man, we really feel great about this big play. We're going to call it on first down. And everything works except for the quarterback gets a little too excited and overthrows the guy. <laughs> you know, and you got to just, hey, yeah. big play opportunities, just execute. Don't 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 think of it as oh man I'm going to score a touchdown. No, just just execute um, and stay on schedule as much as possible. Um, so obviously first down, stay on schedule, take advantage of big plays. All right, as much as you can. Um, second down, you know we kind of break it up a little bit from here on out. Second and long. Um, uh, we want to get, and there's a couple schools of thought. Most of the time, hey, second and long, let's get it to third and we got a chance. You yeah. know, third and manageable. Um, you know, there are people that, hey, if it's second and 12, 
try and go get the first down on second and 12. If it's incomplete, you still have third down. Um, you know, for us, because we are a little bit more balanced, I'd like to get the third and three, third and four, where both the run and the pass are still very, very legitimate options that the defense has to, to be uh, yeah. aware of. Um, it, you know, again, quick passing game. Let's get it to third and manageable. I think that's a good screen draw time. And I also think it's it's a great time to get in a passing formation and still run the ball. Uh, yeah. Make the defense think that you're going to run it and, 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 and run a draw or run an inside zone or whatever your, your, your scheme is. But to, Hey, it's third and long, it's second and long. They're going to throw it and, 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 and get it to third and third and manageable quarterback, get a completion, um, uh, you know, run reads, um, you know, I, I think that's a good time, whether you have an RPO or not with the quarterback. Hey, if nothing's there, take off and run. Um, again, get to third and manageable. Don't panic. Stay out of the third and 17 where you really don't have a great chance of, of getting it. Um, and remember, you still have a down line. Yeah. No, you, you still got you still got third down. Second medium, man, we're on schedule. Uh, I, I know a lot of call sheets that, that coordinators have. It, second medium is are the same plays that you're going to call on first and ten. Um, you know, so so we're on schedule. Let's stay on schedule. We'd love to get a first down on second down and avoid third down. But if we're going to have a third down, let's get the third and short. Um, second and short. Again, two schools of thought kind of like coming out second and short. It's a great time to take a shot because you got you're already in third and short. If you avoid any sort of negative play, yeah. the other school of thought is, hey, go get the first down. You know, let's not screw around. You know, <laughs> and it always seems like, you know, if we take the shot, you know, I'm sure most places the head coach gets on the play. Hey, I started just get the first down. Yeah. You know, and then if you you know, hey, that was a good time to take a shot. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Exactly. But, um, you know, I think your quarterback needs to understand if you go, hey, let's go have hard play action and take the shot. You can't get sacked. You know, and you certainly can't turn it over. Again, back to the baseball analogy. Man, it is a 3-0 count. I am looking for him to throw it through the eye of a needle. He is going to throw it in this exact spot. Or I'm taking it. Yeah. No, I. Um, so uh, again, take a shot, execute. That's that's kind of where I talked about earlier. You know, your quarterbacks tend to get excited when you're going to take a take a deep shot. You know, just execute, and then, um, you know, if you're just trying to get the first, be smart. No negative plays. All right, third down, third and long. Manage the situation. Hey, we certainly want to get the first down. No, no doubt about it. But I don't want to turn it over. And the other thing that, that we talk about is if if I get, if it's third and fifteen and I get eleven yards, all right? Yeah, in the stat sheet, that's a third down that you didn't get. But I just turned a thirty-five yard punt into a forty-six yard. Punt. Yeah. And again, that hidden yardage or or, or field position battle. 
third and 15 is tough, man. If you get one or two out of 10 of those a year, that's good job. But, you know, am I able to, you know, defenses are playing way off. Sometimes it's better. And this goes back to that first slide. Hey, we got a big lead. All right. It's later in the game. This might be a better time to just run a screen or run a draw and get eight or nine yards than to really try and get the first down. Yeah. If we're behind and it's getting later in the game, you got to take a shot. You know, you, you got to find a way to try and get the third down conversion or get the fourth and medium. Exactly. Um, you know, so that's basically what I'm, I'm, I'm saying there. You know, get the fourth down and manageable. So field position, we talked about it earlier. Hey, if I'm on the 50 and it's third and 15, I know if I can get 12 or 13 yards right here, that's going to put us in fourth and short. We're going to go for it. Yeah. So as the quarterback, man, I want to know if we call some sort of drive route concept, taking the drive isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. If they all drop off. Um, quarterback, understand the purpose of the play. Again, use your eyes and shoulders. I think that's something if you've got a senior that knows what he's doing, you can start to talk about eyes and shoulders. A young guy screws them up. Just let them let them drop back and, and, and make their read. Um, and then take check downs and, and, and run if nothing is open. Third medium, hey, it's a battle of execution. Almost all your plays are designed to get four, five, or six yards, which yeah. is for us third and medium. So stay in that. Just it's and, and and all defenses want to try and keep you from getting, you know, four, five, or six yards. So it's a battle of execution. Um and I think we sometimes try and make a third medium into this unbelievable down. Hey, run your base stuff sometimes. Just just run your base passing game or you know, your run game, and because most of those plays, if you execute, are going to get four, five, or six yards. Um, and 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 again, if you got an athletic quarterback, man, that's a that's a that's a heartbreaker when your quarterback takes off and scrambles after you've covered everybody. Um, I saw Mac Brown speak at a, at a the AFCA coaches convention when when he was at Texas and they beat USC in that historic game that. Um, heck, the guys we get to coach probably weren't even born. Yep. Most <laughs> but, of them uh, you know, Vince Young was as as good as there was in college football. And he kind of told a joke at a, at, a, at a clinic. He said, you know, I told my coaches on third down, call pass plays where everybody would be covered so that Vince would take off and run. Works. You know, it worked. They won a national championship. Uh, and then lastly, third and short. Hey, who's tougher? Uh, certainly the run game is going to gonna take, you know, but I think that's a down if you're playing, you know, hey, you're playing the team that is better than you. Yeah. I think that's a time to, to take a shot, you know, because now you got a one-on-one matchup probably. You know, you, you, you're playing the team that's favored to win the state or you're playing, you know, for us, we're playing a big power five school. It's a good time to take a shot. Yeah. On, on third and short um and, and and again the quarterback wants to know that and also needs to know if we're in fourth down territory uh, i'll go quick because i know i'm eating up time but fourth down got to know the difference between fourth down at the end of the game 
where I cannot take a sack. I'm going to throw it over my head, you know, and give somebody a chance at, at the end of the game. But if it's fourth down in that, you know, late first quarter, hey, I don't want to get sacked, but I'm not, it's not do or die time. It's not, you know, get a, get a YouTube video time. Um, you know, and then, then, um, so those are situations there that, um, you know, I, I want to know and I want to spend time with my quarterback, with my offensive staff, um, with the other coaches to make sure that our kids understand what our thought process is. Because just so many times, the one example is, hey, you're, that comes up all the time in practice is if we're moving the ball, it's third and eight, and we're on the 40-yard line going in, and our quarterback forces a 14-yard dig when the check down is going to get us the fourth and short. Yeah. And, man, they need to understand that situation. And it has very little to do with your progression. You know, you know, one to two to three, yeah, it's still one to two to three, but number three might be my best option. Yeah. So – how much can I educate my guys at this time of the year on that? Coach, I, I appreciate you coming on. Um, Coach's Twitter will be down below, so give Coach a follow. Um, that way, especially if you want to try to get a hold of Coach, DM him and all that lovely stuff. Um, make sure you check out um, our, Patre our Patreon, our affiliates, our sponsors, all that stuff below as normal. If there's anything you want to go back and listen to a specific portion of this, of our conversation about game situations, uh, the tags will be in the bio, or if you're just listening to the audio version, those will be in the bio as well. Um, in order to that, that was another episode of the Gap Down Backer Podcast.